sure you want the rest of it? Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic Dirty Harry. I'm one of your hosts, John, and as ever, I'm joined with Tim and Trent and our returning guests, Mitch. Hello. I was just thinking you need to be careful about saying the only podcast in the world to do this because we did that on our Simpsons podcast saying we were the only Australia's only Simpsons based podcast and like three weeks in another one started, but we didn't know for months. So, we were just flat out lying at the beginning of our show. You were the first. We were the first. We had to tweak it. And then they disappeared and we went back to the only. Ah, <laughs> you win. Ran them out of town. People disappear. <laughs> we're also joined with our other returning guests, not Fiona. I'm not Fiona, otherwise known as Liz. And Georgia. Hey. Thanks, Georgia. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> The Fonz approves. Someone so unsure of saying hello. <laughs> I'm Georgia. Today we're reviewing minute 41. The minute begins with Fatso Jetson, sorry, Lieutenant Giorgio squatting on the ground next to a dead body and ends with a photo of a teenage girl being pulled out of an office drawer. What do you think of this minute, Tim? <laughs> the photo is being pulled out of the office drawer. It's not a photo of yes. a girl being pulled out of an office drawer. <laughs> 100% yeah. sounded like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, like I, I like to start seeing uh, Fatso Linguini Man. <laughs> Great sirens. The um, the car pulling up was a bit boring, but um, Bressler, did anyone else think he looked like a bit of a dirty bastard? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> and his face at the end when he suddenly sees the, the others walking in. And oh, looks like he's about to yeah. put him back. <laughs> well, before... Um when he pulls the photos out, we don't know that the girl's gone missing, right? Correct. So they Correct. could just be his. So in the context of just this personal minute. stash, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, Fatso Linguini, as you called him, Tim, looks a bit dignified uh, when he's on the ground. I don't know he looks. Well, a bit- yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah I feel bad now. <laughs> We're sweaty and whatever. And what do we think, Trent, of the the blood? It's not the garish um, hot dog. Uh- <laughs> Uh, blood that we've seen before, or maybe it is. Flick. That, that looks like it's got some decent syrup to it or something. That's um, an icy uh, cup. That's mm. yeah. over, <laughs> a slushy. Slushy. So chunky you can carve it. It's very pale corpse. Yeah. In such a short amount of time. Yeah. And particularly in this movie where everyone is varying shades of suede mm. to see someone quite so pasty is... Um, it might give away that it's a prosthetic that's just been popped down on the ground. And he looks like a married man, too, with a ring. Shame. Rest in peace. Would have probably been a bit more realistic if um, the threesome up in the apartment came down naked and they just <laughs> screamed their heads off. <laughs> that, if it was a Zucker Brothers movie, that's what yeah. would have happened. <laughs> Does anyone else have a problem with how bad Officer Collins must be at being Officer Collins in that they're on patrol specifically... Because Scorpio is in the area. He's heard gunfire that's lasted several minutes on the rooftops above him. And yet, Officer Collins didn't know what hit him. <laughs> a bad script, you mean? That's, that's a good point. Yeah, it might script. have been the Jesus save sign that fell on him. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Scorpio dropped an Acme anvil or something. Acme piano. Do we know for a fact that the maybe the priest has been killed? They never mention it again. But do you think he got the priest as well? In your heart no, of hearts, I think, I think no. he got away. He got away. I think he got away. The priest shut the door at one point mm. yeah. in the previous minute. That's right. Presumably, that was you know Scorpio's window of opportunity gone. Correct. That's how I took it. Yeah. Now, John Mitchum, Georgia, as well as being Robert Mitchum's brother, was a Grammy-nominated singer of folk songs. Really? Wow. Would, would you know that from his 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 face here? Linguini guy. Linguini. He looks so- like Fats Domino. <laughs> IMDB records him as having a rotund frame. So, yeah. who, who gives the who gives the reviews of actors on IMDB? Oh, whoever Just wants, to wants to do them. I was thinking when you mentioned he was a Grammy, he, he won a Grammy. Did you say? Yeah, for America, why I love her. I was thinking, well, shit, this is what Meatloaf did before. Bad <laughs> <laughs> out. Oh, I'll stop. Does that mean we might see this guy perform at one of the AFL Grand Finals? <laughs> Have a look. John Mitchum, if you look in reverse, is actually a really good before and after for like a weight loss kind of thing. So, that is John Mitchum. Say, that, that looks like early 70s. And let's just get the girl's natural reaction to the transformation back to what looks like 50s. Oh, Wow. Oh. Okay, so is he? He was like a cowboy actor in the fifties. It appears that way. Like it's oh, a wow. very John Wayney kind Cheap of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Oh, oh, well, handsome devil. Yeah. He is. Holy crap. He seems to deliver that line very. It's very flat. I would say though, the um, officer Collins never knew what what hit him. Mm. I thought it was a little bit hollow. It's Most- almost like a storybook narrator. Like yes. if he wasn't in the scene. Yeah. But it was just the camera was panning down on the scene and, you know, he'd been telling you this story. It would be poor Officer Collins never knew what happened. <laughs> Maybe he's a little bit over it all, you know. It's- Most of the rest of the movie, Trini's comic relief, um, you know, you're a sweet man, Harry, and he's the recipient of Harry's. Oh, line. that's the same guy. Fat, so, okay. Yeah. Yep. It's just light relief. Yeah. And he's obviously been paired with Harry before when uh, Harry's peed with, uh, pee, peered with Chico. The uh, Breslis says, no, you're not going to work with Giorgio again. Okay. All the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> After an office Collins scene of like d- the rest of the Dirty Harry, it's dark night into sunny morning. And apparently Don Siegel has a small cameo here, Trent. We can't yeah. quite Is find it this him. scene? I don't, yeah. It's sometime around a police station. I can't think of any other, so maybe it is. And like earlier scenes as the uh, gawking extras in the background, George, mm. you can see. One guy nearly gets run over. <laughs> yeah. He's just standing in the middle of the street watching the cameras. Oh, wow. So, they, they're just extras that they just... <laughs> no, not extras. Just <laughs> Pardon streets. me, not extras. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Just Which, citizens. <laughs> it actually... that So, there's a woman that walks in the foreground and it appears like that she has a moment where she looks over at them... She looks over at the gawkers to try to think, what are you guys looking at? Yeah. Without realising that Clint Eastwood is six feet away from her. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy from Rawhide, I think. Bigger hair. Uh. Pedestrian walking past Harry's car when he and Chico return to police headquarters. That could be the scene earlier um, before. Okay. Maybe mm. John, do you happen to know how many Beatles are featured in there Dirty There are Harry? so many. Because there are many. You've picked that up, yeah. 
There was a whole lot in the, near the gasometer scene where the black kids shot. Um, there's three that drive past just yes. there. Obviously, oh, there's Volkswagen Beetles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay. I didn't. <laughs> I was sorry. The same thing. Like, well, well, later on in the delivery scene with the bag, the ransom bag, the guy down the alleyway looks a lot like a 1970 era Paul McCartney with a big black beard. Yes, no, sorry, I wasn't talking about um, musicians. <laughs> no, no, we picked it up. Um, We've noticed there's a yeah, lot, and obviously the famous cars. VB at the end with the school bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were very popular cars at that time, weren't were they? Were they, Mitch? Were they a countercultural car in a way? Like young I think they were popular bought? with everyone. Yeah. Like, cheap and reliable. Ex- and, I was yeah. being like, I'm a, um, like I lived in the era. <laughs> First car was a very comfortable 1992 Mazda 626. <laughs> 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 Had electric everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Outside of Herbie, I've I've never really <laughs> been too involved in the Beatle. Uh, I was just reading a little bit more on John Mitchum, and I needed to share this fact. In 1967, he guest starred uh, as the character Hot Dog Harrigan in an episode of Batman. <laughs> it's the episode where Batman and the Joker have a surfing competition. Ah, <laughs> of course. I Richards. remember that episode. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Batman surfs. Wow. When I was a kid, I remember the watching Joker that Joker surfs. <laughs> Wow, I'm going to have to find that. You'd have to get some really solid makeup as the Joker to not let the sea spray kind of wash that off. This is Adam West's Batman. Yeah. 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 More importantly, would the Joker not let it wash off the paint over his moustache? Over his moustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was shocked when I- Because I, as a kid, I never noticed that, that he had the moustache. Oh, really? Yeah, never. <laughs> that was- yeah, that was purely because Cesar Romero, Romero refused to shave yeah. his moustache. And now I can't unsee it. I'm, so, I'm trying to find pictures of Hot Dog Harrigan. But, I mean, I, there's a picture of the Joker surfing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Ugh. Not a fan? <laughs> no. So, with the photos coming out of the desk of the um, chief? Yes. The chief no, desk. Bressler. Lieutenant Bressler. Lieutenant Bressler. It kind of makes him look guilty. Bressler? Like, he, yeah, he's just got an entire family album here that he's admiring. <laughs> oh, he's, he's torn up about it. And he's, it's really affecting him. And she's just shown in this, like, virginal, innocent um, way in the photographs mm. that we're just, you know, supposed to feel really, really um, bad about her being kidnapped. We don't quite know she's been kidnapped yet. But it could be the pictures of his, you know, he's a divorced man and he's looking at the graduation photos of his daughter that he missed. Yeah. He looks emotional. He's shaking his head. It just, I don't know, it feels very gone, baby, gone to me. Like he's setting up this story to hide the fact that he actually has her at home, raising (laughs) raising her as one of his. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia, I had a, um, for the last... Four Christmases, I had a little project when I went home, digitalizing our family photos, scanning them all in. And I was struck by the fact the quality of, like, the photos from my parents when they were, you know, courting in the 70s and 80s was so much so much a better quality than the photos from when I was a kid in the early 80s, mid-80s. Like, just the quality deteriorated. And I actually really enjoyed the, the quality of these matte photos. I think that would have been because cameras in the 80s probably it had more of a... They were more ubiquitous sort of in every household and the way that they marketed that was to make them smaller and more portable, which probably came at a loss of the manufacturing quality and yeah. the actual mechanics of, of what they could yeah, achieve. Yeah, I was wondering, was it the film had become cheaper and crappier or the camera instamatic that we were using when we went to, you know, Bright for our holidays? But 
These these photos look quite delicious. Yeah, they look very good quality. Do they really look like the photos a mother would take though? They look a bit studio like They do. Like almost like well, that. Like that one. one. <laughs> it's like it's like a modeling portfolio or something. Have you got any similar poses? Definitely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> it looks very flower child. Very 70s. There was in the early 90s, no, no, in the early 2000s, a band called the Anne Mary Deacons. They used to appear in Impress or Beat a lot, but um, I can't find anything about them online. But I always want to go see them because of that name alone. So massive fans, we assume. And the actress who allegedly plays Anne Mary Deacon, do you remember who that is? Allegedly? Mm, she tried to scrub it from her resume. Well, yeah, because the credits at the end of this are limited. And okay. can, yeah, so it's only been sort of speculated later on. Do you remember who it was? Is it Fackler's wife from Police Academy? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's right. You seen Police Academy, Joy? No. no. Long time ago. Long time ago. The chaplain-esque cop, you know, that turns everything, you know, the all the the mayhem, you know, slapstick, his wife who jumps on the, on the, on the uh, car, doesn't want him to go to the Police Academy. Yeah, that's her as an early lady. So I don't believe it. <laughs> Looking at these shots in a clearer... Um, than I would have had on VHS. I, I'm not sure if it is her now. Do we think even that the photos of this girl are the the nude girl later that's pulled out of the of the hole? Same actress. Yeah. I don't know. That always fascinates me because mm. it's like depending on the shot later, it'd take a pretty keen eye, like mm. you could selves, yeah. to even notice. You know, lots of people just wouldn't notice. Highly <laughs> possible if that it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. But you want to own a role, don't you? From... <laughs> If I was still- the actor, I'd want, yeah, the yeah. Co- both credits and both yeah. moments and all the exactly. rest of it. If nothing else, there's probably another, let's say the, phot- the photo shoot would have been one day, one per diem, and the dead corpse coming out of the, <laughs> yeah. the dirt, that's, that's day two. Yeah. So, you've, you've doubled your salary that mm. year. And nudity. Don't forget nudity. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. there's a little, an extra kick. But then, you know, if um, she's supposed to be very young- um, if the nude actress is young, would that pose legal problems? More than likely. It was the 70s. <laughs> is this a Weinstein-made film? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got distracted by IMDb's Dirty Harry page looking at more casts, as, as I tend to do every time. But, um, yeah, just noticed uh, the guy who plays Alice in a later scene <laughs> is credited as homosexual, and he was in the... Well, no, frogs. He's frogs? credited as homosexual. No, no homo, homosexual. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that would be good. As in his character is described as... Yeah, it's, it's just homosexual. But um, <laughs> instead of... like, And he's called Alice in the film. So, oh. you think they oh, put it I there as Alice rather yeah. than... Yeah. So, actually that... Oh, what was the movie? Um, I talked an episode or two ago about... Kiss the Girls, I think it was the follow-up, Along Came a Spider, that has a credit that is one of the most bizarrely specific credits for an extra, and it's man talking on phone in train. <laughs> I love looking at them. There's yeah. some really funny ones. Yeah. Liz, that's your meat and butter, isn't it? You're like, I want to- <laughs> I need to be credited. Please give me a name, pronoun. I don't want a description. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the strangest thing that I might have been credited as. Um... Yeah. Well, know. actually, speaking of nude corpses, I think you've been a nude corpse. I, I've been nude and I've been a corpse. I haven't been both at the same time. Okay. You were a corpse wrapped 
in, in a sheet then? Or <laughs> um, yeah. Dr. Blake Murder Mysteries? I was, I was closed. Were you on Blake? Were you? Oh. Yes. Ah. And I had actually been a, I had a small role um, independent of yeah. the corpse uh, photo shoot, photo shoot <laughs> involvement. And so I thought that was, I thought that was, yeah, but it was, yeah. Was this on location or on set? Um, so they shoot in, in Ballarat, and, um, but the photo shoot was done in Melbourne. So I was a corpse in a photo shoot in Melbourne. Uh, but, yeah, if you had a keen eye, you'd kind of be wondering why I was, um, yeah, dead one minute and at a dinner party mm. in Ballarat the next. <laughs> who do you channel when you're dead, you know, if you're Stanislavski or The Method? Who do you, what do you, what's um, I was lying on a wooden floor at a really weird angle. So I was basically just thinking about. Um, Chiropractors. Yeah, chiropractors <laughs> and a couch and a pizza because that's my comfort zone. <laughs> who, who do you think's done the best corpse work over the journey? The guy played Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We can hardest Bernie's. working corpse in the business. Yeah, he was. He was the hardest working corpse. Um, I always think that the actress from The Black Dahlia was really, oh, really beautiful yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and she barely is in the film, but I think she's on the cover. Mm-hmm. Well, she was on the cover and like the publicity stills. Um, so, yeah, and she was like stunning and it was enough to kind of make me want to watch the movie. Yeah, nice. Um, I, I enjoy... Kevin Spacey in LA Confidential as you see the lights go out in his eyes. That's a great moment. That scene, him in the whole movie, the whole movie itself is perfect. Yeah. And that moment because, yeah, yeah, he's- It's the most realistic death that I think- I can't imagine any actor ever topping. And he utters that bit. name and he knows what that's going to do, what that's yeah. going to trigger and, and the sequence of events that are going to happen after that. And it's absolute magic. Magic. John, you asked us a little bit earlier which movie we'd choose to do um, minute by minute. And I, I would say that that one would be up there for me. Love that movie. Yeah. Every minute of it. Do you think Craig McLaughlin would be a good Dirty yeah. Harry? I think he'd be a filthy dude. Yeah, um, filthy Harry. Look, he was never anything but an absolute gentleman to me, so that's all I can say. Yeah. I don't know anything beyond that. I've missed some news. I'm going to do some Googling. <laughs> There's so much um, Me Too conversation. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. What has happened? So, on our podcast, Four Finger Discount, we uh, – subtle plug – we are not uh, as – conscious of the amount of libel and slander that we probably commit in any given episode so might uh tune in if you're listening to this <laughs> and you would like to hear a little bit more anything else to add not really no we get a bit of a breathing space i guess with the car scene the entering the the hall of justice there i don't know what kind of car it is but it's a nice car it's ford galaxy 500 1968 yeah lovely lovely will you join us next episode georgia that, this, this is our last one. I believe you've locked the door, so I suppose. <laughs> we'll catch you We're next here. time on <laughs> Dirty Harry Minutes. Right another wrong, but hey, what's the point? A new man may clap as he lights another joint. I can barely now remember my wife. My police work is all I got. I don't have a life. 
Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. What should my priorities be? Hang the magnum up, read the rights. I just don't give a fuck. Wanna get under the hood skin? Miranda rights never gonna get that going. Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. Harry's had enough. Helicopter shots and magnum fights. Lot of darkness, voyeuristic action goes down at night. Gratuitous news. Me too, prudes. Laughing that hot dogs are my only food. Can't be fucked setting up all the equipment 40 years on. Hey, I just want something different. Word.